I like it like that way. Like it's hard. I like it like that. And it could be worse. I like it like life that. Life is hard. Yeah. But not yeah, that, that life is hard, though. No, no, like no. It. I don't like no. it like that, no. No, it's a throwback to any man of mine. I don't know who did the song first, but Shania Twain's the one I know did it. I don't know what you're talking about. She says, any man of mine um, better, better walk, walk the line. line. Yeah. If I, if I, if I cook, if I cook something and I burn it black or something, oh. you better say I like it like that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I see what you're saying. I thought you were doing a different song. Um, I like it like that. Oh yeah. There's that one. I too. like it like that. But no, I wasn't going there. So I just want to throw out that the, um, before we get too far into all the good news and the bad news and the movies and everything else, um, I, the Life is Hard podcast has taken an official position on something because... We have? Yes, we have. Oh, okay. And it's it's good that you don't even know this, but it's okay. I cool. mean, it's this the podcast. It's not you and me. It's the officials. It's the institution of the podcast. Right. Um, we checked with the board of directors... This is what they said. Yeah, this this is since a couple of uh, Rochester, New York police officers were shot in a recent incident. It's not really like that's not what this is about. But, but since those officers were shot and other officers have been shot recently, we've had several police shootings. Um, not police shooting people, but people shooting police. We've decided that we are in favor of arming the police. Okay. I'm just saying, because we think that since we've been told by the NRA that the reason these shooters are hitting these targets is because they're soft targets. And if we arm them, then the shooters will not go after them. So I think it seems wise to, I mean, we'll have to train the police, oh, of course. I got you. I'm following now. Yes. We're going to have to ensure that they get some training in the use of their firearms. But I think it's time to arm the police. Right. Yeah, it's probably long overdue. They've been soft targets without a way to defend themselves for far too long. That's right. And on a related note that's not quite as funny, <laughs> uh, Sig Sauer has has, start, has released commercially, as in is now available retail in this country, a new rifle that is also a semi-automatic similar to the AR-15, but fires a much more powerful round that can penetrate police body armor. Because we need that, right? Like, yeah, yeah. The public is demanding, you know, supply and demand, right? Because, yeah, I mean, the the throngs of people waiting to shoot through police armor are, they're lined up out the door. Yeah. I mean, it's important that we be able to kill police or kill people with body armor or I don't know what it is, but yeah, it's an expensive rifle, so not everybody's going to go running out and buying one. But but they have sold out. Every shipment they have come up with has sold out. So we have lots of people in this country who feel they need a more powerful assault rifle. This ain't a scene. It's a goddamn arms race. It is. You and probably it, don't know that song, but no, yeah. but it makes me very sad. So, so before we jump into the movie review review, because I think that's an important part of the podcast, I just want to mention some Twitter wisdom that I discovered today. It's, or as I like to call it, twisdom. Twisdom. Yes. Okay. Some twisdom. But people might not know what I'm talking about. If I said twisdom, they'd be like, what is he talking about? 
Like, well, of well, course it's that's why it's helpful that you explained it first and then I coined the you term. You know what we could do? We could put a glossary on our website. Oh, yeah. Words you may not have known that, that we used. used on our podcast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The reason we live in a crazy world is because everything is made up of atoms and they have their quarks. <laughs> so on that note, oh, oh, before... No, no. If we're laughing, we am throw one more thing in there. They did a study on naps. And I know this is a subject oh, that's near favorite. and dear to your heart. And I'm kind of fond of them myself. Absolutely. Small plug for the nap rap. Yeah, well. Artist couch potato outlaw. No, this isn't a good. They, they, they linked naps to a higher care. risk of stroke. and. Um, that's fine. I'll take it. Something else. I'll well, take the higher risk. I thought it was, you know, I read sure. the article, and first of all, they can't show any causality, right? They're like, what they what they ended up saying was people who take naps, and they're talking like, you know, long naps, tend to be people who don't sleep well at night. And that is probably the actual cause of the, you know, in- yeah. increase. So, so basically, naps are a symptom of not getting enough sleep. And maybe that person is not getting enough sleep for reasons that led also to their their stroke yeah. and high blood pressure and all that stuff. Right. But but the um the the thing that they didn't really look into They're stressed out. In my they, opinion, they didn't look into recreational napping. See, they looked yes. into napping out of necessity. Right. Yes, recreational like napping, napping I think is do. still safe. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I take a nap every morning after feeding the baby. I know. That's why I thought I had to talk to you about this. because I, knew I take a nap every evening after making the gravy. I knew this was a subject that was near and dear to your heart. On a really good day, I take a nap in between. Oh, that's not it. There you go. You may think I'm lazy, but I'm living a dream. All right, I'm done. Uh, so, the, so the movie review review is going to be about... A review. The movie review review is back. That's right. It. We it's have my favorite. So we're going to review a review on the movie called The Batman. Yes. I the saw I saw the Batman. movie Sunday night, which would be two days ago. Because it's available on HBO Max and other stuff. And I yeah. knew when I saw it, I knew there was going to be bad reviews. I also read a bad review, of, a couple of bad reviews on Redbox before I rented it. Um so the what made the Batman different from previous Batman movies because it was another reboot. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, the premise of this one was like he's two years into when the movie opens. It's there's a little bit of narration. Basically says you know we're two years into him introducing Batman to the world and and crime is up from what it was two years ago. So he's thinking he's not making any difference. But but the gist of it is that he's. Yes, he's the son of, you know, the rich, you know, Waynes, but Mm -hmm. he's pretty much going broke. He doesn't have a lot of money. He doesn't have a lot of resources. So he doesn't have, like, you know, a fancy motorcycle or a huge bat cave full of, you know, computer displays that show everything in Gotham and, you know, all this crap. He's, He's got some stuff. But he's pretty limited. He's got body armor. You know, he's got the bat suit that's well, bulletproof. That body armor is worthless now with that new gun. That's on the actually, I, I thought occurred to me when I was watching the movie. Um, 
And, uh, yeah, and he's got, like, a motorcycle that's, yeah, it's an okay motorcycle, but it's not, like, souped-up fancy motorcycle. And it's like a Yamaha or a Suzuki. Probably. It's not, not really, like, a a Harley or whatever. No, and the one that, that he had in one of the all the Batman movies I've seen is, like, super souped-up. It's got, like, big tires and can fly and everything else. So this yes. is nothing. This is just a normal motorcycle but anyway, so he's got the bat car. He is a work in progress for most of the movie. And then when he finally gets it out, it doesn't really work as well as you might hope. Um, so it's it's not like the point is he's not like 100. Not everything is 100 percent. And when he uses a gadget, sometimes it works and sometimes things don't quite work the way they should. Um, and and you, are you thinking this is why it was going to get bad reviews? That because wasn't the only he's reason. He's not the all-star <clears throat> Batman that we know. No, that wasn't the only reason. That leads to a little bit lower level of action, right? So so instead of having this super fast-paced action where there's a gadget coming out all the time, there's like, you know, flying through the, the sky, jetting across, you know, whatever. It's not like that, right? It's much more down-to-earth. Even the criminals are a little more down to earth. And the storyline, I was engaged. Like, I didn't know to the very end how this was going to end because it was it was kind of suspenseful and it was not predictable, which is always fun. Um, but, the, but there were long, drawn-out, you know, scenes of emotional intercourse, right? You know, because Batman's a damaged person. He's... Basically, he's right. he's out for vengeance. Because his parents were murdered. His parents were murdered. He's questioning whether he's making a difference. Yeah. Most I always thought Gotham was good. Did you ever watch that TV show, Gotham? No. That, no. That, that was, it's kind of in a similar vein, but it's like the prequel to the Batman universe, the Batman story, because it's uh, Commissioner Gordon. Yeah. And Batman is Bruce Wayne and you know it starts with his parents being murdered and all that but he's still a kid right now you know and there's like a younger girl that turns out to be Catwoman and you know a guy that the commissioner works with turns out to be the Riddler and anyway they had the best Catwoman in it's in a the good uh, series they had they had uh, uh, Zoe uh, Zoe I can't remember her last name anyway the she Shonel? was she, no, she was awesome though. She was amazing. She was Saldana from the Guardians of the Galaxy movies. No, darn it, I I can't remember her name, but it's not that. I you can look it up in the credits pretty easily. She's the second of the characters in the movie. She's the second one listed. Um, yeah, I'll but, find it in a second. Yeah, so she was a, the best Catwoman I've Kravitz. ever. Zoe Kravitz. She's Lenny Kravitz's daughter. Awesome. Yeah, I knew, I knew, I I couldn't remember, but I knew it was something. So anyway, she was amazing. It's not so much that her as an actress was amazing, although she was good. She played the part really well. It was that her part was good, right? She was a great Catwoman. And again, you know, there are no people in this movie who are bigger than life, right? They're all people. You know, they're all, Catwoman is, is a person. She's, right. you know, she's out to get her thing. She's kind of a cat burglar type, right? And and the penguin is just a guy. You know, he's right. just, you know, 
and the, and the really bad guy is well, the really bad guy is is psycho, um, but he's not like superhuman. He's not you know he's smart. He's smart. They have a hard time catching him, you know. And so it's just the people are people, and the act and the and the parts and the dialogue and the scenes, you know, drag on. And there's a couple moments in the movie where I thought to myself, if I wasn't an old you know, an old man who was patient and, and appreciated the emotional aspects of these things, I might have gotten, you know, I might have gotten up to get something to eat, you know. Um, yeah, well, it sounds like you're nailing the reviews, <laughs> like, or at least your prediction of them. But I think that those criticisms are wrong, though. I mean, I'd, I expect those criticisms because I expect all these people, these action junkies to be annoyed, right? Yeah. But I so think he, it was a good movie. Well, let me read a couple and tell sure. me. The try-hard Batman movie. Everything about this movie is trying too hard. The overdramatic score, the long shots on characters' faces, the overacting, the complex crime story. All, all good feels, stuff. It all feels like it's trying to get an Oscar in every moment. So it will. <laughs> Maybe. It's overly long, drawn out, and the story feels like a generic crime saga that has the... That has the Batman universe shoehorned into it. This hmm. movie is not a masterpiece, but it spends a lot of effort making you think it is. Well, I guess I was convinced. I mean, I wouldn't this call one, it a masterpiece. It's not a movie that I would like buy and watch 15 times over. Yeah. You know? But it's it's definitely... Of the, it, well, I mean, it's a, it sounds like a unique take, at least. Uh, other than it's I mean, a more Gotham down, really it's more down to of. earth take. It's got great acting, you know. It's yeah. it's got a great script. It's not. It doesn't feel. It feels authentic, right? Yeah, much, it much feels more. like it could be reality rather than comic booky. Yeah, it was just towards the end. It always. I don't know. There's so many movies I've seen where when they come to the end, it's like they have to wrap it up. Right, so there's like suddenly like a confluence of events that kind of doesn't make as much sense as the rest of the movie because it's like they have to bring it all to a close. They've got to, you know. Well, so you might be on board with this one. This one says, "Let me make sure I can read the whole thing." Okay, not for everyone. I just got out of the Batman. This movie really won't be for everyone. Easily the darkest Batman movie yet. It is gritty, depressing, and not a fun movie at all. <laughs> this isn't this isn't your usual usual comic book movie. It's a detective movie with more in common with Seven than previous Batman movies. Are you familiar with Seven, the uh, Brad Pitt movie? Oh yeah, yeah, Mor- yeah. I Morgan saw Freeman. Seven. I have Pitt, Seven. I have I Kevin have Spacey. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, the first two thirds of the movie are amazing. At one point, I turned to my son and said, "This is a masterpiece." which I thought was funny because you were saying how you wouldn't call it that. but And then he says, uh, everything works, or she, I don't know. Everything works and is brilliant. I was 100% enthralled, but boy, does it drop the ball in the final act, which is similar to what you were saying, how it kind of, yeah. they try to wrap it up and it falls apart. I've, I don't know how many movies I've seen like that where the story is really good, everything makes sense, it all works, and then at the end they just kind of throw it they out. They rush through it. Probably yeah. because when they did it originally, it worked really well, but it ended up being like three and a half hours, and all the audiences said, oh, it's too long. Yeah. And so they... Yeah. And so of course, they, I can't I, you know, I can't say how it ends because everybody's going to watch it. It's a relatively right. new movie, so yeah, so I'm right. not going to throw that out there, but... Um, 
But speaking of endings, um, back to the news, the uh, Lake Mead, they've discovered yet another body uh, in the, you know, as it dries up. You've discovered another body? No, no, I haven't. The, they have. The Park Service has discovered another body. Right, but didn't you say Lake Mead? Lake Mead. Lake, oh, Lake yeah, Mead. Sorry, sorry oh. Lake Mead, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, then they're the, like, like me, they've discovered another body, and I'm like, no, the fake, the fake lake that's drying up, the, the damned lake. Damn. Yeah. Damn that damn. Where is Lake Mead? Out in Colorado, I think. It's, okay. I believe the Hoover Dam is the one that holds back Lake Mead. That, that or oh, Lake Powell. Gotcha. There's two big lakes out there that are reservoirs for the western part of the country. And they're drying up. And, we, and this is the third body they found is the lake as the shores recede. They Great. said they expect to find more. Have they identified the first two? Like, uh, are they, you know... Well, one was from the 70s. But I, I they got know. there yet. That's what I was after, yeah. Yeah, I don't know if they identified that one. Um, they The second one, I want, I want to say... No, I don't think they've identified any of them. So it's, Well, but you said the first one was from the 70s. Yeah, right. yeah, it's the they they know they think he died of a gunshot wound. They're pretty sure he died of a gunshot wound because they found that one in a barrel. Right, you know he'd been his body had been stuffed into a barrel and thrown in the lake. So that's crazy. Somebody got away with it for fifty years. Yeah, they probably got away with it. Period. Yeah. So, so there was a minister in New York who was robbed at gunpoint while he was doing a sermon. Oh God. I thought this yeah. <laughs> very funny. I thought this was kind of uh, apropos, though, because the robbers got away with by taking his and his wife's jewelry. He said over a million dollars worth of jewelry that was owned by the preacher. Yeah, and his wife. Oh, yeah, is like one of those mega church things or something. Yeah, it's a yeah. They've got to tell. It's like a national church. So I mean, he, you know, I have a hard time feeling bad for this guy. I feel like right. I feel Karma, like it was you know? thieves stealing from a thief, mm-hmm. you know. But it was an interesting, uh, exactly like the con, yeah, the thief stealing from the con man. Exactly, it's kind of like yeah. I don't. I have a hard time crying over that. Oh, there was some good news though. Uh, this was caught on video. Some um, a three year old girl climbed out a window. Six, a sixth-story apartment window in China and fell, of course, because gravity. They have gravity in China, in case you're wondering. Um, uh, yeah, I, I have wondered that occasionally. Yeah, and so she was falling rapidly. She was accelerating towards the Earth at 9.8 meters per second squared, which is 1G, by the way. Um, and as she accelerated towards Earth, there was a guy down below who had heard something up above. He looked up and saw that this three-year-old was accelerating towards the earth and he started calculating the exact rate of acceleration and he aligned himself in just the right spot to catch her and he actually caught her is this a joke no this is true they've got the video online um my 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 ex stood there and did the calculations no 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 that's that's my ex all we have in the video is him running to catch her Right. He but, just sees her falling and goes and catches her. But somewhere in his brain, he had to calculate her where she was going to arrive. Maybe. Maybe he just used instinct. No, no, no. Our brains are capable of really 
heavy calculus. We don't we don't know it. We can't do it like on paper, but you when you play softball and there you know someone hits a ball and it comes arching through the air, your brain is calculated like where it's going to land. Yeah. Which is not a trivial thing by the way. I know. I can tell that when I'm playing Rocket League, which is soccer with cars See? that fly. See? <laughs> and the ball goes up and you jump up or fly up to get it and you got to calculate you know where you're hitting that ball and the trajectory of the ball and the angle of the ball. It's Sure. It's tough. It's all calculus. And and we're it's actually hard. we're actually very good at it. Um, in our brains, like to, without thinking about it, we do it. Uh, but yeah, if you search for this online, it's gotten like 58 million views or something. It's out there if you want to see the video. It's not like a terribly interesting video that they, um, you know, I don't know why somebody was recording the guy, but but the the guy, you know, actually gets to the spot ahead of time, stops and waits for the kid to land. Wow. So, yeah, I mean, it would have been better. That's I think pretty if heads had, up there. Sorry. I said that's pretty heads up. Yeah, I know. I know. I I was expecting when I watched the video, I was expecting him to like dash, you know, for ten yards and just barely get there in time to catch the girl, and then they would both go right. crashing. Make it, the... make a diving save and wrap her in his arms so when he rolls over the ground, her exactly bones break. You know, yeah. And maybe he dives into a big vat of you know ice cream or something, but. And and like epic music playing in the background, right, right, like the real Batman movies, mm-hmm. like well lit, you know, stuff. Right, so you can tell what's going on. HD video. So let's switch tracks and go to the opposite of that guy. So we have so we have a guy who catches a, a three year old falling from a six story window, and then we have a guy, and this is also on video, by the way, and this is the best part. He recorded it. He's driving down the road in his truck. And now imagine the guy who's driving gets out his phone, starts recording, and says... While driving. While driving. Says, and I quote, Aw, hell, 50 points. He's coming up on a bunch of kids playing on the road. He doesn't slow down for the kids. He accelerates into this group of kids. And I thought this was not going to be a dark story like this. No, I said it was the opposite of the other story. So well, accel- I know, but I thought, never mind. So he accelerates in this group of kids, and they, they happen to clear out of his way in time. They, they, he did hit somebody's bicycle or something, because um, that's actually what they're using for evidence. Uh, but anyway, after he passed him, he laughed. He, like, laughed out the window. <laughs> you know, like, I don't remember, some redneck laugh, but... This guy's in, by the way, um, this was in uh, Ripley, Mississippi. guy's name is Mark Hall. But anyway, he laughed and he said, stupid, and then the uh, racist epith- uh, label. Starts, oh. with, starts with N and ends with S. So oh. Yeah, yeah. And anyway, so this is all on That's a recording start some riots right well this is all on a recording that he made and then posted to snapchat oh he posted it too what a fucking idiot <laughs> yeah. he's the moron of the week uh i think oh he must have he must have moved to mississippi from florida uh but so there's going to be riots about this right uh, if the police don't do anything 
I'm hoping that the you know the Ripley Mississippi Police Department decides to charge because the federal government could charge him with a hate crime because of what he said. Oh yeah, and yeah. posting it on social media and trying to run them down. <laughs> yeah. It's it's just watching it. I watched it like three times because I wanted to get I wanted to make the quotes. Correct. Can you imagine being those kids' parents? Like I would flip the fuck out. Oh yeah, I'd be pissed. I would be really angry. I would. Oh be, my god. Well, actually, that's one of the things. Uh, the reason that I know a bicycle was damaged is because they said one of the parents took the bicycle to the police station to report, you know, that this had happened. And, I would. Uh, yeah, and said, "Look, you know, this guy hit." But but it's crazy because watching his video. You've got a bunch of kids, you know, all young kids, probably all under the age of, you know, 10, and playing in the road, and as he comes through, they just miraculously get out of his way. I was thinking he was going to hit somebody, um, like, you know, kill somebody. Yeah, man. <laughs> it's just stupidity, man. It's like, what the... Maybe f- they knew to get out of the way because he's done this before. I don't know, but they weren't even facing him. Like, it was, they were, oh. you know, they, they were... They, like like angels <clears throat> swoop down and move them off. No, I'm sure they heard him coming and got out of the way, but they didn't have much time. You know, they didn't have like a lot of time. It's just really egregious. It was just a, when I watched it, I'm like, holy fuck! But yeah, that's crazy. But we have we have politics. We do like between us. It, no, no, no. I oh oh. Before we get into that, poli- let's talk about the couple in Spain. Oh yes, the yeah. couple in Spain. So, there, so there's a couple uh, who are living in Spain who voted for Brexit. Yes, Part of the reason because why they're because they're, they're, they're English citizens. They're right? English citizens. Yeah, I'm sorry, I should have okay. said that. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah, they're yeah, an English couple living in Spain. Right at the beginning, damn it! Voted for Brexit because they're against immigration, and uh, and they don't they don't consider wait, themselves. Wait a second. <laughs> wait a second. They're against immigration, but they're English citizens living in Spain, em- immigrating to Spain. They call themselves expats, not immigrants. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, no, I'm are... just saying it's just another word, right? Just to play on, because if you're if you're a wealthy white mm. person and you're just going from one, you know, European country to another, you're not an immigrant. You're, you're okay. You know, I'm just. You are, but I'm saying you're not. You know, that's got to catch the inflection there. You're not, I'm not an immigrant, you know. Right. <clears throat> so, I mean, it's just like the white people in this country. They don't, we don't think we're immigrants. Those other people are immigrants. We're not. Right. Even though we immigrated. We're not immigrants. Fuck that. Um, but, yeah, anyway, so the the joke of it was, though, that after they've, after Brexit went through after that deal was done, they get evicted from Spain because the only reason they were allowed to live there was because of the the European Union deal. <laughs> so it was kind of ironic. So they got evicted. Yeah, they had to go back to England. Nice. And, and it's kind of, uh, they were pretty pissed off about that. But it's like, well, this is what you voted for, buddy. Exactly. So what did they say about that? I don't have any quotes. I just know that oh. the, the the reason it came up in the news was because they were they were unpleasantly surprised and not happy with that you know that end result, which I think is kind of funny. 
Yeah. So I don't know if you've been following the January 6th stuff. No, I have not. <clears throat> the Secret Service deleted a million text messages from that time frame. I remember you told me that, and they did it on purpose, right? Like they're yeah. burying evidence or... yeah. Yeah, they that's did. at least what it seems like. There's right? actually a criminal investigation starting over that right now. Um, oh, speaking of which, you know, Steve Bannon got found guilty for contempt of Congress. That's up to two years in prison. And, and he's playing that up for all he can in the propaganda zone. And um, your favorite guy, Alex Jones, is just starting his trial on the damages for his uh, attacks on Sandy Hook people. You know, that's when, part of the January sixth. No, 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 no. I just thrown out because we were talking about trials. Starting, I was just saying they're starting oh. a criminal investigation against the Secret Service, and they're 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 trying. They Steve Bannon has been found guilty, and then Alex Jones is just starting his trial. So this is yeah. like the court roundup. <clears throat> yeah, for the people that I really want to go to fucking prison. <laughs> um, you know it's it's crazy because we've got you know. So many people who aren't going to go to prison, who I would really like to see go to prison, and then we got people going to prison who probably shouldn't go to prison. It's just, it's just a mess. But <clears throat> but the um, but Nancy Pelosi, as long as I'm on the politics thing, we'll finish this up. Nancy Pelosi is planning a trip to Taiwan, and China is threatening military retaliation if she goes to Taiwan. Why? Because China hates Nancy Pelosi. Nancy Pelosi has been a very outspoken critic of China, including going to Tiananmen Square and unfurling some kind of banner, you know, to to uh, commemorate the slaughter in Tiananmen Square. Um, gotcha. So, so she's provoking them. She has in the past provoked them, and if she goes to Taiwan, Taiwan is has you know got sort of delusions of independence. And China insists that they are not independent. And when a U.S. dignitary goes and visits their government, it gives them credibility, right? Yes. And maybe makes it look like we're working to make them independent. Right, right. And giving them legitimacy or whatever the word is. Yeah. So anyway, nobody's happy about this. From what I understand, even Biden might be negotiating with Pelosi behind the scenes to talk her out of it because he doesn't need any more trouble at the moment. <laughs> right. Can you not make a mess? Come yeah. On. Yeah, because you just stop stirring the pot for a minute or two. Um, but so the last thing I have. How about giving us some health care to occupy your time instead of antagonizing China? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, well, Fuck. The way things are going right now, I mean, it used to be we were talking about universal health care. And, oh, they are talking about a universal basic income in Atlanta, Georgia. Um, That's interesting. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be like for everybody, but I think it's going to be like a if you don't make X amount, then then the government pitches in and gives you, you know, up to $8,000 a month. Well, not a month, probably a year. Anyway, I don't know what all the details are. I just heard that they're working on something like that. Yeah, I don't think that's universal. Maybe no, that's no, it's not universal basic income, but it's something income guarantee or something. Yeah, but it's something at least getting you know it helps it, people that are you know oh, unable yeah. to make no question. Um, but but anyway, the last thing that I want to talk about, and this I, this is something that I came up with in my head, 
And I think you're going to like this. So I was thinking, we have this, you know, you've, you've heard about the James Webb Space Telescope, right? Uh, yes. Okay, so it's out there taking pictures. I remember exactly what it is, but yeah. It's taken some damage already, by the way, from meteors. Um, but it's out there taking pictures. Sending them back to Earth, we're getting these beautiful pictures. And I was thinking to myself, what if some alien decided to put a mirror up? Out that would there, be awesome. somewhere, such that when the space telescope took a picture looking into this mirror, it saw a habitable planet with signs of civilization and all this. And so we like equip a, a an expedition to go visit them, and we head out, and we don't actually get to this habitable planet. We run into the mirror because we're actually looking at you know Earth. So the mirror is still there, like they put well, the mirror and left it. <laughs> Well, you can leave things in space. There's, you know, you don't have the same problems with gravity in space. It's like uh, the coyote and the roadrunner, you know, when they like paint the yeah, exactly. But paint, but paint the road on the mountain. But remember, what we're looking at in the mirror is is Earth, right? So right, like, oh, yeah, I get it. You know, yeah. here's an Earth-like planet. Like it's totally habitable. It's got a water. You know, it's got a, a you know clouds and. Like, oh, wow, check it out. You know, anyway, so I just... And the aliens are hanging out behind the mirror going... (laughs) Exactly. They're yucking it up. They're like, they're going to think they're going to... And, you know, let's face it. So there is a habitable planet out there, right, that the aliens live on, but it's like on the opposite side. Like, they they put the mirror to send us in the wrong direction. Right. Just to fake us out. Yeah, and it takes us, you know, like 20 years to get there. It's not like we just, you know, equip this mission and head out and go, oh, look, here's, oh, it's just a joke, go back home. No, you're in space for 20 years or more traveling, and you find out that someone's playing a practical joke on you, and you have to turn around and go back. And can you imagine the aliens, right? Like, they're from some far-off planet, you know, billions of light years away or whatever, and they started from something, and you know, grew into whatever and inhabited their planet and spent hundreds of years wondering, is there other life out there? And are we the only ones in the universe and stuff like that? And as they evolved and they started exploring and whatever, when they finally found another planet that had life, they said, let's put up a giant mirror in space. (laughs) So that when they're looking for us, they won't find us. Right, because look at what they found. I mean, let's face it. They were hoping to find the dinosaurs, and they found us. Oh, I see. It's just after, like, monitoring us for a while, and they're like, oh, no. We're sorry we ever asked about life in other planets. Yeah, well. Let's just scrap this whole idea. I mean, this is going to be a problem, you realize. Um I don't know if the rest of the community in the universe is going to be as bad as us, but I think we're going to be at least one pariah if there ever is a you know galactic community. Being like, oh, God, not Earth. There could be, well, yeah, we'd be like the America of the universe. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just like think we're the best. Right, you know? right. We're the we're the greatest, Try to take everything over. The greatest planet ever. Like we, you know, right. we we invented planets. Right. E A R T H. E A R T H. E A R T H. 
God bless us all on earth, you know. Yeah. 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 No, um, I mean, American exceptionalism is is what makes America exceptional. <laughs> it, it could go the other way. We could find an inhabited planet and that life form is such a mess that we're like, you know, we finally found life on another planet. And then, then and we're like, like deliverance. no, nah, fuck that. You know, yeah. <laughs> forget it. We'll look somewhere else. Thank you. See you. Yeah. It's like, it's like deliverance, right? I mean, you should put that in the movie review and over and squeal like a pig yeah Yeah, put that in the movie review review see what happens yeah i wonder you know it's been a long time since i've seen that movie but i remember it pretty well for some reason that's one of those movies that kind of sticks with you i believe i've seen it twice and neither time was i excited about seeing it Another movie that I have seen a couple of times and have mostly forgotten is A Clockwork Orange. I was listening to somebody talking about the author of A Clockwork Orange and the fact that he had written the book with with, uh, a different ending. And then he was convinced to put it to put to like to leave off the last chapter. Mm hmm. Uh, I think I read similar stuff to that. Yeah, he claimed he claimed publicly that the they made him leave off the last chapter to publish it in America. And um, later on, we find out from his notes that he probably decided that it was a good idea to leave off the last chapter. Like they didn't coerce him; he just thought it was a good thing. Well, to do. I don't know if it helped any because I watched that movie and I thought it was weird and stupid and I didn't understand. Well, the last why. chapter was supposed to explain a lot of that um, because the where they leave it in the movie, it's basically you're left with this idea that evil people are forever evil. And the last chapter of the book that was left off, he grows up, has children basically settles down and becomes a regular guy. And so the moral of the story is when you're young, you do a lot of reckless, stupid things. And we're all kind of like evil when we're young or, or you know, you, you may be evil when you're young, but when you get older and you become more mature and, and you know, more empathetic, then you change. So it would have changed so the whole... it's a movie that basically says kids are assholes. Well, yeah, especially those kids. <laughs> Yeah. But well, kids but, are assholes. Then they grow up and become cool. But when they were talking about the trajectory of the movie, I was like, God, I've seen it twice. And like, I mean, I'm not disagreeing with them because when they were saying it, it, all, it was all coming back to me. But I'm like, I've forgotten so much of what happened in that movie. I, yeah. I think it might be a very forgettable movie. I'm not it sure. Just didn't have, but it's supposed to be like one of those. Classics. And you know that. Study it you know that Kubrick. Kubrick hates that. That's the movie he's remembered for. Like everybody, you, you say to Stanley Kubrick, like, "Hey, like, you're the guy who made a Clockwork Orange." It's like the movie he hates the most of all the movies he's ever made. He says he wished he'd never made it. <laughs> well, I agree with him. Yeah. Yeah, it really was. <laughs> I mean, it's it's not a completely brain dead movie, but it's hard to watch. 
You know, when you hear the first time I watched it, you know, I watched it based on the idea that it was this classic movie, right? Exactly. That's yeah. why I watched it. Yeah, you're supposed to. It's supposed to be like some deep movie with a deep message or something. And I'm watching it, and I'm like, "What the fuck is this?" Right? And which is probably why I watched it twice because I wanted to see if I just missed the whole point the first time. Uh, in any case. You know, listening to what the author had to say about it and everything else, I don't think I missed the point of the movie, although I didn't necessarily come away from it with what he says. Anyway, it doesn't matter. It's just, it's yet another one of those examples of how life was hard, but it could be worse. Life was hard, but it could be worse. Life is hard, but it could be worse.